Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. See, I told you I'd be back and here I am. I'm feeling really, really good. Uh, If you're just not joining me, I am getting over a little bit of burnout and it's good to be on the side of burnout, the recovery side, the re-emerging into life, excited and kind of full of energy, which is the not so talked about benefit of burnout, which I'll talk about more when I talk more in depth about this. But it's good to be here with you today. This episode is going to sound very different. This is my second interview. My first was with my husband. It's a couple of episodes ago, and it was a lot of fun. This episode is with my dear friend Lorianne Gonzalez, and I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce her a little bit here because I want you to get to know her. She's incredible. She's one of my dearest art friends. We talk so frequently. Um, she's she's really grown her career strategically and she's grown it to fit her lifestyle, to fit her desires, to allow her space to live the life that she wants to live, which I think is really amazing for an artist to be that intentional and that, um, kind of that clear in what their life goals are. And Lorianne does those things very, very well. She's very intentional. She's very clear. She sets up her life in a way that works for her and for her family. And I think it's just really beautiful to watch her thrive in this space. I've known her for several years and it's been wonderful to watch her career kind of evolve and unfurl like a beautiful flower. (laughs) And in this episode, we talk a lot about diversification. We talk a lot about finding liberty in your creative work. We talk a lot about allowing your work to be big and beautiful in the world. So if you're ready for some mindset shifts, this episode is totally for you. It's also for you if you are ready to diversify your creative career by adding prints or maybe maybe more like advancing your print game if you already offer prints. Maybe you want to bring your printing studio in-house. Maybe you want to outsource. Maybe you want to know how to do certain things. Should you photograph? Should you scan? Should you own a printer? Should you outsource your printing? What file sizes? All that kind of thing. We're going to get into some pretty nerdy goodness in this episode. So while it is super heart-centered and it is going to inspire you to grow and to let your work really be bold and beautiful in the world, it's also very practical. So buckle up because this is a very fun episode. Lorianne and I, like I said, we're friends, so we chat. and It's kind of, uh, I hope, I hope it's a nice companion to your creative practice if you're painting today or if you're in the studio today or if you're just doing dishes or gardening whatever you're doing i hope that it's a companion for you as we as we talk also i have to tell you this because i am pumped like i said i'm on the other side of burnout which is energy i'm so thankful And I'm so excited to tell you that the collective, the membership that I offer to creatives and entrepreneurs is opening on August 24th. Now the collective is designed for artists and creative entrepreneurs specifically, and it's designed to let you find sustainability, profitability, and to thrive in your creative career. Now we do that by releasing content every week. It's not a course. It's not overwhelming. It's not intense. It's very gentle. It's super sustainable. The community is so giving and so generous and they will have an answer to your question. I guarantee it. Um, the, the content that we offer that I teach is either 
um, a training, something that will help you to really scale your business or grow your business or just find some footing in your business. I talk in these trainings to all of the stages of a success path, which um, if you are not familiar with what that is, go back and listen to the podcast episodes about the success path. It's really helpful for creative entrepreneurs as you kind of, you know, grow in your creativity and just take those next steps and to know that they are totally normal, that you can create a totally unique career that's so, um, it's so you and it looks nothing like anyone else's. But the steps that we all take towards growth and towards progress are kind of similar, which is comforting, I think. Whether you're a total newbie or you're really advanced, there's something absolutely there for you here. Um, There are artists that range from being in their first month of business to being in year 25, and all are welcome and all find something nourishing and inspiring. So some kind of training, whether that's you know, having higher holiday sales or Instagram for artists or how to have an awesome lead generation campaign for your email marketing newsletter or how to avoid burnout or how to um, find profitability via launching your collections. We cover a lot of different topics, but the content is about 20 to 40 minutes a week. It's not intense. Like I said, it's very, very gentle. We also have guest experts, and I love these because I get to talk to my heroes and my peers, which is so much fun for me. I really enjoy those. We also have live Q&As where you can ask me any question you would like. I will help you through your problems. I will help you with your successes. I will share with you. I will brainstorm with you. It's a really great place to just get your practical like the questions that no one is going to know the answer to in your normal life. If I were to ask my friends the questions that I have about my business, they would be like, I don't even know what you're saying. I don't even know what those words mean. (laughs) And that's totally fine because they're my friends. They don't have to be my business coaches. So this is the space for you to ask things that I'll understand and you'll understand and we can talk through them together. In addition to the trainings, the guest experts, the live Q&As, I also do something that I don't do anywhere else on the internet. This is a very safe place that I feel very safe in sharing. I share behind the scenes in my studio. This looks like actual goals, actual numbers, actual things that I'm working through or have just completed, debriefs on launches or on um, retreats or on workshops or on really I kind of show you the insides of whatever I'm doing right now. And I pull back the curtain and say, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. Here's where I'm finding success. This is what's happening right now in my space. My studio is doing this this next month. So it's a really vulnerable place for me to be open and honest and to share in a safe community. So if that sounds like what you're looking for, that space for sustainable and consistent growth check out The Collective. It's found at emilyjeffordslearn.com and I'll put a link right down here in the show notes. Okay, let's dive into today's interview. Like I said, it's a good one with my my dear friend, Lorianne. We are friends, we chat, we have a great time talking, but I think you're also going to find it to be very inspiring and very informative. Lorianne offers a course called Art to Print. It is a brilliant course that takes you from two-dimensional art to completed prints in the hands of your collectors. So while we're going to get into a lot of details in this conversation, if you want more, if you want to see the actual buttons to click and the actual settings and the actual lighting setup 
and all of the things that go into actually making your prints because I know the details can be a little bit they're just you just kind of need to see it if you're anything like me you need to see it with your own two eyes you need to watch someone do it right in front of you that's how I learn best and Lorianne is so good at that. So her course will, it's incredible. I got to see the inside of it and I went through a couple of lessons because I was like, wait, I don't know how to do that. So <laughs> I did. I went through a few lessons and learned some things, which was very good to finally learn how to do these things. And Lorianne is clear and concise and takes you step by step through the process. You can literally click buttons right along with her and have your settings set up perfectly, have your calibrations perfect, have everything set up just exactly right, which is so reassuring. And I guarantee you it's going to save you so much time, so much energy, and so many mistakes, which mistakes are a waste of time and energy and also of money. So let's just avoid all of those. Like I said, prints have been an incredibly profitable part of my career, and I'm really excited to watch them become profitable in your business also. Right now, prints make up about 70% of my income, which is substantial and a huge gift, a huge gift to me, to my studio, to my employees. It's really, I'm just so thankful for prints and for my collectors that love to buy prints. All right, if you are interested in learning how to make prints yourself, keep listening. You can also head to the link down below in the show notes to learn more about the course. All right, let's dive into this interview with Lorianne Gonzalez. Hey guys, I'm here with my artist friend and um, Print guru, Lorianne Gonzalez. Hey. Lorianne is, she's an amazing painter. If you are watching the video of this, you can see all her paintings behind her and they're absolutely beautiful. These are actually prints. You're right. They're actually prints. But prints, obviously prints of my paintings. Prints of your paintings. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also an amazing businesswoman. A lot of times if I just need like a little kick in the booty or like a bit of inspiration for like you know, just getting stuff done. Lorianne is an amazing resource for that. And today we're gonna talk about making prints of our artwork because this has been a huge part of both of our businesses and an amazing source of freedom and revenue and success. And we just wanna dive into it with you guys. So, hi Lorianne. Hi. Good to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Can you tell me about your evolution from painter to thriving studio business owner and what that looked like for you? Diversifying income, mm -hmm. the most important words for any artist. So I would say, um, like I was painting a lot and selling whatever I was painting and then to get to like a thriving, what was it that you called me? <laughs> a thriving, a thriving studio, studio business. <laughs> business. Is that what I said? That sounds good. I think something like that. I then diversified my income, started licensing work, started offering prints, and did some education stuff, teaching classes, and that, all those together, you know, makes up a, a thriving studio business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. When did you begin offering prints of your work? So I kind of always did prints, but 
I didn't I didn't start like doing this stuff behind me until this past November. Mm-hmm. And that is when I decided to bring prints in-house and print them myself. And it has just blown up, mm-hmm. like completely blown up my business. It brought in, it it was basically like bringing in a whole nother salary to yeah. like our household to where my husband, he was able to quit his job. Like I offered, started, okay. Launched my prints November 1st. Taylor quit his job at the beginning of February. That's incredible. So like three months or two something months later. Three, yeah, three months later. That's crazy. He quit and joined me full time, which was incredible. Like we always had plans for him to do that eventually, but it happened way faster because of Prince, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. And I was like, why did we not do this sooner? (laughs) That is my question as well for my friend journey. Like, why did I not do this sooner? Oh my gosh. It's so intimidating. Like, I think that's what kept me from doing it. It was so intimidating. You were so inspiring to me too. And I was like, if Emily can do this, I can do it. I'm going to get over my fear and get it done. And, Mm -hmm. but it's a mystery. Like it's hard to like, yes, figure it all out. There's no, like, I, at least I haven't found like a good like place of um, like source of information for it. So once I figured it out and then everybody, it seemed like everybody in the world was asking, it wasn't every, it wasn't everyone in the world. No, but it does feel like it. I mean, my DMs are constantly, I always have a question about prints in my DMs. Like, you know, should I scan or should I print? What file size? What camera? Uh, What printer do you use? What kind of canvas do you use? What kind of paper do you use? What kind of inks do you use? How are these made? Are these gicle or are these just, you know, regular prints? Like so many questions, both from like my collectors or people that want to be collectors, but a lot of times from other artists that are just wanting to learn how to make prints. And it's so baffling, so confusing. The margin for error is like extreme because it's so easy to mess it up in like some part of the process. Yes. And so when I was like, being asked over and over I was like okay this is clearly a need among people and I'm a I mean I'm a pretty good teacher like I like teaching um and it was it was just a no-brainer I was like okay well I'm gonna do it so I did it and I made a course and it's helped so far it's helped a lot of people and yeah it's great I love seeing your students' success when they share photos or when they share like their progress or their cheers where they're like, I did it, I made prints. It's like, really exciting. Yes. Oh my I gosh. I get really excited too because I just, I remember so well, like when we first printed like our first, like even just when I was outsourcing printing, like seeing something you created and then seeing like duplicates of it that you just Mm -hmm. have to push a button and it spits it out it is like a very cool feeling and I remember it well yes and then and then like and then the realization of I just push a button and then someone buys it like I didn't have to paint it it's like it's just like it's very liberating and um gosh I think liberating is like a really good word for this because it like totally frees you up yeah, it brings so much freedom to your creative process. Cause like, yeah. I mean, you and I have both been painting long enough and been in business long enough to like really feel the effects of 
you can only do so much with your own two hands. You can only create so many paintings that are successful, that are inspired, that are that cost enough to fund your life, to fund you know whatever you want to do with your life. It's very exhausting to think like these hands are my bread and butter and nothing else. I've, I've done that. I've done that for a long time and it's not sustainable. It's not profitable no. enough. It's so much energy outpouring. It's so much of your soul that's going into your work, which is beautiful. But if you're asking your soul to just continuously pour and pour and pour and pour, you will be burnt out. There's no other way around it. You can't absolutely you can't work around that. So prints are a beautiful way of letting your work continue to pour into the world, continue to be big and beautiful and to take up so much space and to spread so much further than you ever imagined without your hands having to do anything. Like you've already done the work, let it go, Right. let it be free. Unless you're, unless you're selling like massive paintings or I don't know, small paintings for thousands and thousands of yep. dollars and you're doing that all the time like it's just not sustainable at all it's not. like you just can't do it eventually you'll get burned out yep eventually i, I remember when oh, go for it yeah Tell me your story. Oh, no. i just remember like when i used to paint 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 and then and i felt like a machine and i'm like i am not a machine yeah but then you buy a machine you buy a machine <laughs> called a printer or you work with it a printer do it Yes. yes. Or you find, yes, whatever, but you, you yeah. put it in there or you take a photo, you scan it, whatever, it spits it out. It's beautiful. Yep. It is beautiful. And I have found too, over the years, you know, I've tried all different kinds of like art practices. Like how do I, how do I want to create art? How do I want to make this like my practice? And I prefer painting small, which I cannot sell a small painting mm -hmm. for $10,000. I mean, mm -hmm. yet, maybe I will one day. I don't know. But like, you know, for me, especially, but for anybody, I, I, I do prints of my large paintings too, but having a print model is very sustainable for me just because at this point, my original work could not support my family. Yeah. By itself. At least the just lifestyle that you I want. Yes. Cause yeah. I, I don't like, I like, I don't like spending a ton of my time painting. Oh, when, and what we're talking about is like, painting for every time you want to make a sale right like so for instance yeah. my early in my career i only offered original painting so it was my only source of income it's the only thing i sold yeah so i was also the primary breadwinner for our family so that meant that if i didn't paint one week we literally had no income that week at all right and that's not okay i have two little kids i was paying for rent i was paying for grocery like everything came out of my painting profit which is such a like a, a huge privilege, but also a huge burden, <laughs> like such a big burden. Pressure, and yeah. it was in that process that like I offer prints because partially I, I realized that I can't, I can't be a machine. Like you're saying, like I cannot mm -hmm. be, I cannot ask my hands and my mind and my soul to consistently produce at this level. I have to have something else that comes in to support me as the artist so that I can be a better artist. Yeah, That's and like, how do you do. even have the time? I don't know. Especially with like raising two little kids and all that. Like, I don't know. We I did don't have children. I we did nothing books. else. We like literally lived at the studio, and it was kind of magical and also really hard, really hard. But you learned. But you figured you it learned. out. Learned. Thankfully, I learned rather quickly, but it still took me too long. But um, I had a friend that was 
so sweet and he was in my studio one day and he has a nice printer he has an epson beautiful printer um, he owns a printing shop and he was like why don't you offer prints i have a nice printer we could try it out and i was like what i like literally hadn't fully considered that to be an option especially at the quality that he was talking about right. like i had been making prints like that were horrendous quality like years and years and years, like pretty much like out of college like printed on a xerox machine essentially not not pretty not classy very shiny very like flimsy like photo papery you know don't look at me like that it just sounds so bad <laughs> it's so bad so bad so um the quality that that he was like you know showing me and offering i was like this is going to change my life literally and it did it's totally, yeah. i mean it was a slow start i sold like one print a day for the first couple of weeks but that's but, amazing. Oh, absolutely. Selling, absolutely. Like, I feel like selling, I think I call that a win. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. And especially at that point, because my paintings weren't that expensive. They were about, they were around like $300 each. So I was making around, let's say 300 a day if I did a painting a day and sold it, um, which they mostly all sold, which was beautiful. So $300 a day, but then I was able to sell a print for 60. So that's a large percentage of my income that was then yeah. bumped up by prints, which meant that like one day a week I could just print and package things and not have to paint. And it was so beautiful. Push the button or tell someone else push to push the, the button. button. And there it goes. And it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's I kind love of thinking about it. But like, honestly, Taylor and I all the time, we're just like, how this machine has changed our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, like how did we not do this sooner? Has. Well, because like now we've both progressed our careers enough where like prints make up about 70% of my fine art income, like the fine art side of my business, it makes up a massive percentage of my income, yeah. which is amazing. It's the majority of mine. And it, something you said made me think about this, like how we've, I don't know what it is you just said. You said something about we've, oh, we've grown our careers this much so far or whatever. But like, I feel like my career was growing. Absolutely. But there was a major shift once, like in November, like November 1st, huge shift from, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact before I was only offering prints up to like 11 by 14. And honestly, my 11 by 14s didn't sell that often. It was mainly five by sevens and eight by tens. Mm -hmm. And when I started printing up to 24 by 36, it was a higher price point and literally my print income like either tripled or quadrupled That's purely because amazing. I had a higher priced item. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize so many people were like, please, could we have larger stuff? Yeah. And so the, the, um, the client base, the collector base was there and they were just eating them up. But can I ask my you point, a nerdy question that I yeah. don't know the answer to and I want to know the answer to? Okay, so your size ranges. You tell me what you offer for size ranges, then I'll tell you what I offer. And I'm wondering if I should take out the middle. Does that make sense? Yes, and I would probably say yes. So I spent a lot of time on coming up with my sizes. And I was kind of, in the way I thought about it, I was looking at what other artists offer, print shops. I was doing a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, Okay, so I offer a four by six, eight by 10, 
12 by 16, which is this one mm-hmm. right there. Um, 16 by 20, 18 by 24, 24 by 36. I have a lot of sizes. But, oh, I do too. But like the way I was looking, and then I go 30 by 40, 36 by 48, 40 by 60. Okay. But the way I was looking at it is one that I did take out was a, I think I was going to offer a 20 by 30. And I removed that from the equation because it seemed too close to a 18 by 24 and then a 24 by 36. It was like not different enough. That's really, that makes a lot of sense. So but I my, felt, my theory is like I offer 8 by 10, 11 by 14, 16 by 20, 18 by 24, 20 by 24, which that one sells phenomenally well for me. And then... Uh, something depending on the orient like the orientation of the paintings I don't want to lose a lot of the original so mm-hmm. either 24 by 34 or 36 24 by 36 maybe uh, 30 by 40 and then there's like 34 by 50 something every now and then I have like a giant one but yeah I wonder if I'm offering too many middle range options, if I should just like simplify that and be like, you can either get a small or medium or big. I think it's good to start off simple. I, mm. um, weirdly enough, like I, I, cause I considered offering 11 by 14, but I was like, I decided not to because it's kind of close to an eight by 10. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know. I just decided to go 12 by 16. I don't really remember why I did that, but because it's because like I, I think about them like where are they gonna hang? They needed like be like substantial enough to like have a presence. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's but then here's the other thing. I have my own printer, so I can offer right. whatever I want. Totally. And You're don't not have holding to, like, stock. You're not like buying right. all these and having stacks of prints in your space. Right. Which but for if you that, is your dining if, room, so no. <laughs> right. But if somebody had, if somebody was outsourcing, I would probably stick to like small, medium, large, extra large. I would keep it simple, four sizes, yeah. max. Yeah. Max. Just so you're not like yeah. having a ton of. Uh, and I think you're going you to meet all the stock. needs and wants of your collectors with that range yeah. of sizes. So you don't need to have all those medium in between sizes. Um, and by extra large too i mean like 24 by 36 the ones that are larger i call those oversized oh oversized prints mm-hmm. fill the whole wall um yep. i actually let go of my tiny prints i used to offer five by seven i know i remember you did but that they were like i wasn't making any money off them when i did the math i was they were just wasting my employees time basically because i was paying her the same amount as the print cost you know so i'm like mm, it's bye. funny well, that makes sense because you had an employee. But it's funny you say that, though, because we sell a ton of 4 by 6s and But my 4 by 6s are are priced $35. Okay, yeah. So mine so, were, like, maybe 25 Yeah. So, like, my – so that's another thing is, you know, you got to – you have to price your things. Yeah. You have to have a good profit margin or it isn't worth it at all. Right. Which right. before – I started printing myself. I think my four, my I had five by sevens, and they were twenty two dollars, and I made like nothing on them. It was like, what is the point? I made like a dollar or something. It was, mm-hmm. it was oh, stupid. Yeah. 
I mean, I paid and my employees after, well, like, and I was making literally no money on them. I'm like, oh, well, right. They can like buy after shipping and all of that, it was just, it was pointless to, they were, they were pointless. So I changed it, changed, adjust my profit margins. Yeah. 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 But that's something you don't really know until you're like in it and you're like, right. I think it's good to assess along the way that way you can figure out where you're having those, those losses and those gains. Um, totally. Speaking of gains, let's talk about the reason that you and I both know, and I want everyone to know why prints are absolutely incredible um, from both like the fine art practice side, like how do they affect your painting practice and your painting, your paintings value essentially, and also mm -hmm. like your profit margins across the board. Let's talk about this. So. Okay. What? Something in my eye. I'm just like freaking out for a second. You're fine. Continue. Are you okay. <laughs> okay. I was I was like planting a cactus just before we got on this call, and I'm kind of covered in. Don't tell me you have cactus needles in your eyeball. No, 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 no. It's just dust from the dirt, the potting soil. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. I was like, you need like to we... end this call and go to the doctor. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that dramatic. But I'm also like always not... getting cactus stuck in me. Well, you Always. live in Arizona, so it's inevitable. I know. And I have a problem. <laughs> I touch cactuses. Taylor's like, what is wrong with you? Like, why? Why are you doing that? Like, We've lived here for six years. You, you know, know this better. happens. Okay. okay. Anyways. Painting value. <laughs> print profits. <laughs> okay. So, okay. You asked a lot of questions. I did. And one thing. You know what? I can, is, so the thing that I'm like, I'm trying to like really get to is the beauty of for instance if i paint an eight by ten painting that's lovely and i sell this for let's say four hundred dollars beautiful mm -hmm. i made four hundred bucks i can then take an image of that painting and i can sell an eight by ten of it for 40 or i can sell a 20 by 30 for 220 and i can sell a, a 40 by 60 for 500 bucks and you already made more money than the original. Exactly. And, and I can do sell over. a thousand of those prints or however yes. many people want to buy. So, so the original is, is my... just one small part of the equation. This is where my double money theory comes into place, yeah. which is inaccurately titled double money because it's really like bajillion money. Yeah. But you're making, you, you sell the original, you paint the original, sell it, and then you sell the print over and over and over. And it just keeps going and keeps yeah. going and it's yeah. fantastic. Oh, I just, it, prints are such a no brainer for me that I'm like, I've, I've said this, I think I said this in my caption the other day on Instagram, but I get asked a lot, like, cause people, I mean, I haven't been like a full-time artist that long. Like you, you've been doing this a lot longer than me, I'm an old but people, like a lot of, <laughs> we're the same age, a lot of my followers have seen my whole journey and I get asked mm -hmm. a lot they're like Larian okay like I know you've been doing this I've been following you for a while but like how did you get to this point and I'm like Prince, Prince. like yeah. I cannot stress this enough Prince have allowed like they literally they've done everything yeah. they are they are the only reason that I am here you can I don't know if you can hear but Taylor's back there cutting prints right now Oh, so is that hear, what like, that is? Yeah, Thank so you if for you clarifying. Clear it sounded a little bit like a very scared cat. So no, I do love Taylor. knowing that it's Prince literally in production right this it, moment. Taylor is back there cutting on the, 
yes, on the rotary first. cutter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sound. Um, that's hilarious. But okay. Can you kind of zoom out and like, just take us through the whole process of how to take a painting. Let's take yeah. my eight by 10 here and to yeah. take this from this state to me rolling, rolling in the print orders. Actually, let's take it beyond. Let's send the print orders out the door. Okay. All right. Okay. First of all, I literally show you how to do every single one of those steps in my course, even shipping mm -hmm. and or like packaging it up for shipping. But like for an eight by 10 um, or smaller, I would, I would scan it and then edit it, remove the dust, get all, make sure all the colors are correct because color correction is a really big deal. I don't know if yeah. like I've had, oh, this is one of the, this is one of the annoying things about working with outsourcing. It's yeah. just part of it. I don't want to discourage anyone from doing that because if that's where your business is at, totally. do it. It will totally. pay off. But getting colors correct is kind of annoying because you have to keep going back and forth. If you're doing it yourself at home, it's easier. Um, but we color correct, then I would do test prints. I would, uh, and I do test prints real small and check the colors, make sure it looks good with my original. Oh, pro tip, never sell your original or ship off your original before you have a yes. print, like a test yes. print because. At least a great photo, or at least like, honestly, when I take my own photos or my own scans, particularly photos, I'll take like literally 30 to 40 of the exact same like the exact same yeah like not the exact same setting but like i'm i'm either moving my tripod a little bit or i'm like adjusting settings just so that i'm so sure that one of those ten thousand photos yeah is going to be good <laughs> yes because you need you need to have accurate colors so you can replicate it mm -hmm. um because i've yeah anyways okay so then and even if you're not offering prints yet which you will be in like five days after going through this course for like yeah. two days, but you will be very soon after the course. But even if you're not at the place to make prints yet, take photos regardless. Please, please, please learn from it our mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I literally just got a package in the mail of one of my paintings that I had to ask my sweet collector if I could borrow it so that I could get better images of it because I didn't before. Yes. And that's like another thing, like exactly like Emily just said, if you are not offering prints right now that's cool but you need to make sure you're getting good images high quality files of your work in case you want mm -hmm. to do that later mm -hmm. because it's Absolutely. not ideal to track down and i guarantee paintings. that if you're an artist for more than two years you will be making prints it's just it's yeah. just such a beautiful way of keeping your studio sustainable it's a no-brainer mm -hmm. like truly it's a no-brainer so do yeah. it get the photos it's worth it Okay, so back to my timeline. I color correct. I test print. I approve it. Then, like, you know, sometimes I test print it a little larger just to see what does yeah. it look like larger. Well, we'll and then that. I'm like, this looks fantastic. Then I stick it on my website. And then someone buys it. And then I print it out, cut my edges off, roll it up, shove it in a tube, and ship it, ship it on its way. Into the I mean, it's like, obviously there's more details involved, but uh, yeah. you yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. zoom out. I did. I, I want you to zoom out because like, out. I know that the process can seem kind of overwhelming and mystical, but really like when you zoom out, it's just like paint something, get an image, 
Edit whether the image. it's scanning or photography. Right. Edit mm -hmm. the image, get a test print, and then sell it. Good to go. Yeah. It's, it's really so pretty fast. simple, but there are like, you know, like details that we've both learned the hard way <laughs> along yeah. the way. But those are all like the beautiful thing about, about art to print is you can basically just work right alongside Lorianne. You can like have her screen playing, do your edits right next to her, like just mm -hmm. kind of click for click, button for button, just, you know, yep. copy what she's doing and your settings will be perfect. Your print will be beautiful. You'll have a file that is just perfect for all kinds of sizes, all kinds of, mm -hmm. you know, watercolor paper or canvas print or, you know, all the varieties that you can offer. So, yeah. And there are so many different papers. There's different brands. We cover like how to get those settings and all of that. Like mm -hmm. I am the person who gives way too much information about everything. Like if like, I'm telling here's a what story, you might I'm need getting, to know. I'm like, they were wearing this shirt. It's like, oh, come on. But it's great in this it situation is. because I'm giving you literally my step-by-step -step process. And I'm I'm a one on the Enneagram, which means I'm a perfectionist. Detail-oriented. And I'm very detail-oriented. Like I notice everything. And so even like on in my course, like there, like I edit out every single piece of dust. I do speed it up so it's not like super boring but I show like this is what you need to look for because there's things yeah. on there that you don't even realize yeah like with experience it takes time to pick up on some of the stuff but absolutely I like totally cut out all the testing and like experiment stuff and like show you exactly what you have to do yeah. I make it so freaking easy so I easy that's awesome. Um, one question yeah. that I get a lot when people are kind of at that place where they're like, all right, I need to make prints, but they're a little bit paralyzed by how. Um, and yeah. the question that I get the most is, should I buy a printer or should I outsource? I think, what is um, your answer to that question? My question or my answer to that is it totally depends. Like, cause buying a printer and all that is absolutely an investment up front. Mm -hmm. Um, but it pays off quickly, but like not everybody's ready to invest like, yeah. you know, money up front like that. Um, I would say start off outsourcing yeah. because if, okay, 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 hold on. I would say start off outsourcing if you're not sure like test, what the demand is going to be. Test the market. Test without the outsourcing. market. Totally. Test the market. And here's a great, here's even a even better tip. Maybe do a pre-order. That way you're not get, getting stock of all yeah. these things that you think are gonna sell. Cause like yes. we can both attest to that. Like you think something's gonna be amazing and then yes. it doesn't sell. I told Lorraine um, yesterday that I have one print that I ordered 100, like in stock prints. I ordered 100 of them thinking they were going to be like the hottest print of the year. I probably still have, I don't know, 85 in my studio. And that was many years ago. Yeah. I so I'm wrong. Say. I'm wrong. That one print that I thought was so perfectly beautiful, perfectly beautiful. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's, it's apparently only one that I love, which is fine. So I have done the same thing. And uh, <laughs> sadly, I've done it many times. So I don't just have one stack. I have like five. 
Well, but, I began um, I began outsourcing to a local printer, so I kind of have the best of both worlds, where nice. I am I'm able to like you know test print and go look at them in person, go back and forth a little bit, but I don't have to have everything in stock. But it's also not being printed by me. Now I have my own printer, but you know, yeah, that was a really kind of the, nice hybrid. It is like I think outsourcing is fantastic, and and like if that's where your business is at do it because outsourcing is going to help you save up to, you know, buy a printer one day. If you even want to do that, there's no pressure to do that. Profit mm-hmm. margins are much larger when you're producing your, your own prints, but it is by no means the way to go. Like, yeah, there, there's two ways here and pick one because either way you're winning. Absolutely. Yep. That is very, very true. Um, but what I would say is, it okay, here's another thought. Some people ask, like, how do I know if I'm ready to offer prints? If your original work is selling, you're ready to offer prints. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Do you agree with that? I do. And I would add, if your original work is selling, but you want to raise your prices, offer prints. Because oh, yeah, one of the great beautiful point. thing about, or even if it's not like, maybe it's not selling like hotcakes, but you kind of need that that baseline price point yeah. for your studio and you want that elevated price point, then you don't want your originals to be that baseline. Like if your baseline is, let's say you have some small paintings for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, somewhere in there. That's not your base, your baseline. But if you want to kind of bump all that up, it's kind right. of awkward when you're, when your cheapest thing that you offer is 500 bucks or, you know, whatever. I love offering prints because then my originals can be as expensive as I want them to be because I have something accessible to everyone in my studio. It's just not the originals, and that's fine. I love that. I love that. It's liberating again. (laughs) Yes. That's that's really good. And I had another thought to tag onto that, and then I lost it. So that's sad. What was it? It'll come. It'll come back. Um, About pricing originals? About pricing prints, about making money, about making prints. <laughs> it was such a good point. I oh. know, I know. I can see the glow. I can see the glow of the idea. Oh, why? I'm trying to think of it. What were we talking about? We're talking about. Oh, when to begin offering prints. And you oh, said if, if your originals are selling. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. here's another gone, idea. Guys. People who enjoy painting love creating their work dislike selling their work because they don't like parting with their work mm-hmm. i actually are amazing are for, that. for that right i actually Absolutely. have a painting right over here next to me that i am keeping because i love it and i don't want to sell it it was in my last collection launch don't tell my collectors they would not be pleased with this but i'm keeping it because i want it and i know that i can make way more money with this piece by making prints of it. I don't need to sell mm-hmm. the piece. I don't need to sell the artwork to make money off the artwork. I can keep the original right. one too. I love that too. I do too. Because um, I mean. Go ahead. I don't know. I, like it's just, it's nice to hang on to stuff, but you can still make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So you're still being reimbursed for your time and energy that went into creating that original piece. Totally. But just in a, another way. A different way. Absolutely. Oh, I cannot believe I can't remember what I was going to say. Watch me think of it, and it was like totally like, meh, meh. Like, You'll it wasn't even that good. later, and it's going to be genius. 
like I hope so. It'll be this burst of inspiration. Yeah, I'll be asleep. It'll be midnight. No, 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 midnight for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so another common question that I get is when to scan, when to photograph. Very confusing. Both are great options, but which one should they do? So I, the way, what I teach is if it's small enough to fit in your scanner, scan it. Um, and then photograph it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. that's what I teach. Yeah. I photograph across the board just because I feel like I'm better at that than scanning. For some reason, my scans always seem a little bit flat, but I'm also, I know that there is like a literally an art to scanning, but I have not researched or mastered in the slightest. So well, take the there's course. There's this course called art to print. There's this course. It's perfect for that. Yeah. My, yeah, either or. I mean, yeah. they, I have, I have great results either way. Mm -hmm. And you recommend cameras and equipment and lighting, all that kind of thing in the course and like I walk do. through that whole yeah. process. Yeah. And my, and, and a big thing that I recommend is to rent cameras because like, yes. I've, I cannot tell you how many times I've been asked, is my Canon Rebel good enough? And like, I hate to say it's not. It's not. And there's a lot of reasons the, why it's not, but one of them is majorly, or like, I'm not going to get into all the nerdy details, but like, it's not a full frame camera. It's a cropped mm -hmm. frame. It's mm -hmm. just not picking up all the information that your camera needs to pick up. But they're, and cameras are expensive. They really like are. Like thousands of dollars. Yes. And I have like a pretty good camera. We have the same camera, actually. Yeah. It's pretty good. And yeah, it's pretty good. It's not the best out there, no. but it's, it's, it's good. And, um, but like, I'm even like for my next collection that like of large paintings, we're going to rent cameras from, there's a couple places and I have all of my resources. I have a resource guide where I tell all this, but I think one is, um, lensrentals.com and then borrowlenses.com. Those are two that I know are online, but also renting from your local, yeah. uh, shop camera shop is great. But you can save so much money and you can test like the best of the best and you so can like just send it back. pennies on the dollar and <laughs> yeah. yes, oh my gosh. Send it right I, on back. I totally agree with renting cameras. They're, well also like the times when you really need to use that heavy duty of a camera is after a collection release or after you've yeah. created something that you really want to photograph, but that's not every day. Like, oh. you no, know, it's not even, pro it's I probably like twice a year. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, that style the camera. most, maybe quarterly. Ma I mean, this is if you're, like, a machine. Right. I am not. No. Uh, so, well, you are, yeah. actually. Not, not, well, I'm a machine in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a business machine. I'm not a painting machine. <laughs> right. That's, that's fine. That's fine. But, um, yeah, you cover all equipment and all that kind of stuff yeah. in the course. And how so, I, we, I, we teach you how to light your piece, how, like, literally anything you ever wanted to know, I teach you in how to create art prints. The full process. So yep. liberating. Um, another one that's a little bit like, shh, my kids are over here. Another one that's a little bit um, like personal preference, I suppose, is limited, limited edition or open edition. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I've done both and I, I have chosen that I do not like limited edition. The, the whole thing behind limited edition is that 
word on the street is that they're more valuable. I don't, I don't know if it's that I don't really care or I just, I don't know because like my open edition things that I sell, I make way more money off of those than I do my limited edition because they're limited. So more valuable for the collector maybe, but not as profitable for the artist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, it, which is fine. I mm -hmm. personally don't really, that doesn't, that's not something that like is important to me mm -hmm. in it. Like, I don't know. I, I, the ones that I've done limited, I wish I hadn't because they sell really well and I would love just to keep selling them. Agree. Yeah. And like, yeah. So. And also that term is a little bit misleading because for instance, I work with a company that sells my, my artwork and they're limited edition limited to 10,000 editions. Like, okay. how is that limited? That's and not. And what, like, it's just a marketing ploy at that point. Whereas when I, I make prints limited edition, yeah. I make 50, which like my is still more a lot. Like, I think my, I can't remember if I did 50 or 100. I can't remember. I want to say I did 50. Mm -hmm. Maybe 100, I can't remember. But yeah, that's I uh, would say that if you want to do limited edition, I would either also include some customization, like you're going to sign them and date them and make them all fancy mm -hmm. and therefore charge a lot more because you're actually yeah. creating something scarce. Right. Or just make it open edition and keep it easy. Like keep it so easy. If prints are so supposed easy. to be a liberation for your business, then let them be a liberation. Yes. Speaking from experience, because I have limited edition prints that I love selling and they do cost a bit more. But they also mean that I have to go to the studio, which during COVID is kind of a hassle and I don't really want to. <laughs> so That's it's something, just, you know. Like I do not, like my whole goal with starting our print line, like print line 2.0, like this mm -hmm. one, like with my own printer, was that I want, I want it to be something that like I don't have to be involved with at all one day. Like I have someone that I've hired who is doing the whole thing. I do not have to touch a single one. Mm -hmm. Just because like, it's a it's a lot of busy work. Like it's a lot of yeah. I don't need to be involved in everything. It's so passive have, income, but it's still effort on someone's part. It doesn't have yes. to be your part, but on someone's part. Exactly. And so the way that I have set up my print shop situation is that I have created digital signatures. So it's still my signature, and we place it on each print, and the size varies, and it's great just because like. It, I, it's signed, but like I didn't have to physically sign it so that one day if Taylor, Hazel and I are living in Italy, someone could be in the States doing it for me and I don't have to totally. be there. Absolutely. That was like literally my mindset. I was like, oh, we're taking yeah. Hazel, going to we're Italy. <laughs> no, that's totally, I mean, I had kind of the luxury of doing this before getting pregnant, like getting my entire print studio up and running and out of my hands before getting pregnant with my son but I'm so thankful I did because I could not function. Like I could not have shown up at the studio. I could not no. have like, I was so exhausted and tired and nauseous. No way. I would have had to shut the whole thing down. Yeah. But I don't have to because I have studio managers that are just like, I got it. Don't come in today. I know. That's so amazing. Good. So good. That's my goal. My goal. Well, now eventually. you have Taylor. It's happening right now. I hear oh, the cutter. I, I know. hear He's it. A... Okay. That's true. It's totally happening. I don't, I really don't do anything with prints. Oh, I just thought of something that's awesome with prints too. Like not only 
this is kind of changes the subject, but it popped in there and we Take know I got to grasp it. Take us there. So it doesn't leave. Um, another great thing about prints is not only am I selling direct to my collector, but I've, it's also allowed me to create a wholesale line, mm. which is very new for me. Like we just did it. I think, uh, at, we launched it like days before the pandemic was like announced, like in the well, States. I was like, it's fantastic. Timing, you know, and then like <laughs> all the retail shops shut down, but it, but now it's picking back up and it's been so awesome because it's just another thing that this like automatic process yes. has created two lines or two legs of my business. We've got the prints and we have wholesale mm-hmm. and it's something that I don't have to put my energy in, in order to like sell yeah. anything. Yeah. Like I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I think that's with so them. beautiful. Cause like, as you mature as a business owner, you begin to figure out what is my, what, what is my highest work? Like what should my energy actually go into? And the more you can channel that into the right places, the more profitable mm-hmm. and the more free you're going to become. Because if you can be like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. Someone else can do that. Someone else can be better at that than I am. Awesome. I'll hire that out. The more you can just like let go of things, you can finally do what you're actually super, super good at and what's actually most profitable for your energy. So that's yep. where you are. I love it. And I, I remembered what I was going to say earlier and it's good. <gasps> oh, good. Give it. Okay. So what I was going to, we were talking about like prints and I said, if your prints are, if your originals are selling, you need to be offering prints. Mm-hmm. I have found, and this is a very general generalization but there are two collectors out there there are collectors like myself who only buy original art I, mm-hmm. I actually don't buy prints of other artists work I only buy original art 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 which is just personal preference and that's just how I collect art but there are these magical people out there who love prints it's true. and they buy them like bananas I mean they just go bananas and they buy and it's it is beautiful because like buying I don't have I don't have a ton of original art because it's expensive Mm -hmm. and it's an investment but I will save up my dollars to get that but print like okay someone has five hundred dollars they could buy a five hundred dollar painting or they could buy five hundred dollars of prints Mm -hmm. it's just like there are those people out there who would rather spend the same amount of money on more things or I don't really know where I'm going with this. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like for five hundred bucks you can get a rather small original painting for the most right. for the most part. Or you if if your goal is to fill your home with beauty, you can get a huge print or two mm-hmm. big prints or depending on where you're shopping for prints, maybe three prints, you know? Right. And that's amazing. If your goal is to just have a beautiful a home that's filled with artwork and filled with beauty. Right. It's a quick and easy way to do that. Totally. And I have like, it's I, before I wasn't meeting that customer need. Yeah. And now that I am, it's like amazing because there's so many of those. There's, there's so, so many, many prank collectors. And, and like, they're still an, supporting an artist. They're still buying yes. local. They're still shopping small. They're still doing all the things that make them feel so good at a price point that's approachable. Yes. And like, for example, like my 36 by 48s, they're the originals, they're selling close to $3,000. And my 36 by 48 print is 375. It is a Mm -hmm. fraction 
yeah. of the price, but it is the exact same size. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just like, like, I think we could all, I mean, I don't know, I don't have that many friends who would spend $3,000 willy-nilly on original art, but I have a ton of friends who would spend 375 on a print. Yeah. So yeah. my point in all of this is that there's tons of print collectors. and There it, really are. And if you meet the needs, you'll be doing something super smart for it's your business. It's actually very true. I mean, I have a couple of collectors that have bought so many prints that I don't know how many rooms they have in their house. I know. But I I'm like, you must live in a mansion because you purchased 12 prints from me. Where a nap are they attacking. going? <laughs> yes. Well, I have a collector who, it was kind of funny, um, who sent me pictures of all my prints and they're literally like all over like so sweet. everywhere it I was amazing it, it was so it. amazing i was like oh my gosh you're making just, people it, happy i can't believe it like i it, it's very humbling it is because i'm like you know it's also very vulnerable putting all this stuff out there and then when people like love it and they connect to it and then they mm-hmm. fill their house with it i'm like okay i, I did that <laughs> okay i'm glad you like it i completely it's relate so, to that it's really it's pretty cool um, yeah. One other thing that prints have allowed me to do, which I kind of love, and this is not a humble brag, this is a way of like just saying like, prints let you do things you could not do otherwise. Um, they allow me to give a lot of money to charity or to organizations that I care about. Oh, yeah. Every year I do some kind of sale of art where all the profits go to an organization or to a charity, whether it's um, charity that supports women who are at risk in childbirth because I love caring for mothers or um, black women to visual arts or you know just different organizations during COVID we did one that was supporting um, No Child Go Hungry wait that's Mm -hmm. No Child Hungry hold on (laughs) I'm getting it wrong right now on the spot but I couldn't do that if it was just me painting like I couldn't I couldn't exactly. sacrifice a painting, uh, you know, every time I wanted to donate money to some, you know, some organization that I, that I love and care about, but Prince let me do that and we can donate, I mean, $18,000 in the month of June alone because of print sales. Right. That's because of crazy. one print sale. Because of one print. Yes. Yeah. Repeating that, itself over yeah. and over and over again. And yeah. that's not something that my two hands can do, but the spread of my work in general can do, which is amazing. That's- the thought I was just thinking how like if you were only selling originals it's harder to like let go of that Mm -hmm. sale of that Mm -hmm. income because it's like if you let it go the end but prints it's like it's passive I mean it's I always call it like semi-passive because I mean you still have to do something but it is like yeah I don't know I just had that thought and how it having something that is so passive and so automatic it is so much it's free like i said liberating it's very freeing and allows you to free up you can be sick or you can have a broken arm or you can just want to travel through europe for a month and it's completely fine because it doesn't need you to be a a part of it or a year you know or a lifetime go for it lorian go for it okay i have some questions from the audience are you ready I think so. Okay. Um, Lost at Sea says, what are the top three things that you wish you had known before selling prints? Top three. I wish I knew how profitable it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. I agree with that. I 100% agree yeah. with that. I had no idea. Like, cause no 
I don't think I think this is something that maybe we need to like just ex, not expl- or just expound upon. Yeah. Is that like okay? Yeah. Maybe like my twelve by sixteen prints. I think they're sixty five dollars. Like sixty five dollars. That's not like the most money in the world. But when you sell a hundred of them, it becomes six thousand five hundred. Right. Did I do? Yes. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. You did Pretty sure it's $6,500. I love that you're like, I can do math on the spot. I can do it. Oh, God. What did I even do? <laughs> no, 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 you did it. You did it right. You did it right. Oh, okay, good. I'm so good at math, guys. Um, but, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's quantity, mm-hmm. and quantity, like, builds a big chunk of money. And, man, there are, there are people out there who they want to buy it um okay the other thing i would say is i wish i had started sooner mm-hmm. thousand percent wish i had started sooner i agree 100 percent with that I, I think taylor could have quit his job a lot sooner if i had yeah. done it sooner but we were actually taylor and i were talking about this yesterday we were like do you think it was perfect timing like when he quit or was it like we lollygagged too long and like part of me kept wanting I'm kind of I'm one of those people that believe everything happens for a reason when it needs to happen and and like but part of me kept wanting to be like but I think you I think if we had done it sooner you could have quit sooner but then also I'm like no it's perfect timing it's how it worked out and you're happy now so it's fine oh we're so happy we're so happy it's fantastic third thing that I wish I knew about. Oh, that it is not near as hard as it seems, mm-hmm. especially when someone like me yeah. shows you exactly how to do it. Absolutely like, true. But like, but like, here's the deal. Like, it was hard. Okay, I've made well, it not. I think like we both had this experience where it's incredibly confusing. But like, I hired someone to come and train me how to make prints. When I began, right. like, when I bought my own printer, I hired someone for the day, and I was like teach me everything i don't care what you charge because i don't know how to do this and i don't know i don't want to mess this thing up this is a beautiful opportunity um right and then when i was outsourcing prints i spent a lot of time at the printing shop just going back and forth at the printer and like perfecting things going back and taking better photos and just like spending a lot of time maybe not a lot of money but a lot of time on those sample prints which a lot of time So it's kind of like you can either spend time or money. Why not spend money and just begin making money, right? Oh my gosh, I know. And like honestly, you you could pay for the course like immediately too. One hundred and for your equipment, like your printing equipment, all that. Like you can pay for my first printer. I now have the biggest one, but like for the first one that we had, I paid for it. Actually, both of these, I paid for both of them in the first month. Mm -hmm. Like paid it off. Yeah. Ink printer everything. all of it everything yeah so yeah. It pays i remember for like my first time quick. knowing for sure that prints were going to be highly profitable and that i should spend more energy marketing them because they're amazing was in 2015 i had a random uncomplicated not fussy super simple instagram sale where people just commented that they wanted to buy a print just mm-hmm. open edition you just leave your comment below i had 900 dollars worth of orders in one hour and in that at that point in my life, like that is more than I made in a whole week. That was that was a vacation yeah. for me. Like, it's incredible. On I mean, 
aside from us, there's this one artist that I follow, Mark Maggiore. Do you know him? He's like he's out here. He's actually in Taos. He's a Western artist. Yeah. And he, but he's like he's on a different level than us because he does his art is auctioned and stuff, but he opens up print print sales, like maybe three or four times a year, and he only open you can only buy them for like four hours like you have four hours to put in your order so if you miss the boat sorry you gotta wait till like next year or whatever but he makes hundreds of thousands of dollars off of his prints and his work is absolutely stunning but i mean like in four hours he's making like three hundred thousand dollars off of prints it's pretty cool it's just i like seeing how like all these different artists do it and um and he does the pre-order model Mm -hmm. which is I think very sustainable if you yeah. don't have your own. Machine. Let's mention that just to put that out into the universe. Pre-orders. If you don't want to make a giant investment, you don't know how many prints to order from your like you, If you want to make zero investment, that's pre-order. True. Pre-orders. Well, you need to get a sample printed. I would re- recommend that. Yeah. That okay, way you have something to photograph yeah. and you know like it's a good product. I just have peace of mind about that. But yeah, I agree. That's like you know ten bucks or something in in sample and they're good to go or whatever whatever it's not that much money in a sample and then no. pre-orders 100% yes I print on oh demand still yeah pre-orders are yeah and I do too because I can but if you don't have your own equipment and you don't want to like worry about stock pre-orders is genius mm-hmm. it's so smart mm-hmm. so smart and there's like very small risk the only risk you would be having to take is your sample yeah which I also recommend getting a sample of the biggest size because then you can photograph it. Yes. And then people can see it in the largest size that you want to yes. offer. And then you'll know it looks pretty good. They can see like, how beautiful it up. is, how much they want it. Yes, totally. Yeah. All or right. like maybe not, depends on the biggest size. I'd say like 24 by 36 because that's a size probably everybody can fit in their house, even if they have a small, tiny little place. That's true. And you can easily yeah. get a frame for it without having yeah. to like get a custom frame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, SFB Fine Art says my work is heavily textured. Can I print? Can I create prints of my work? So a lot of texture. What's your theory on that? Yes, you can. Um, my work is actually pretty textured too. Like especially my skies. My skies are always very textured. Um, and yeah, you can. If you're mm-hmm. scanning it, you just scan it. If you are photographing it there's certain ways to light it so that you're not casting shadows and there's not going to be all these like valleys and peaks and all that yeah, and the focus can be really good show you exactly how to do it mm-hmm. i have one painting that's like really textured i don't paint quite as textured anymore just it's kind of not my style right now but it used to be and i have one print that i still offer and it looks like icing on a cake like the print looks so crazy realistic it's beautiful. People are always shocked that it's a print because their eyes are just seeing yeah. them and it's amazing. I get those messages constantly. They're like, I can't believe this is a print. I'm like, yep. I know. I know. <laughs> like, it makes me feel so good. <laughs> In fact, someone commented on my Instagram yesterday saying that we need to come up with a new term for the kind of prints that we both create because they're not, they're not like most prints. Like they're I, glorious and well, realistic. Maybe we need to start calling them like fine art prints. 
Yeah. Because they are. Like, they're not, like, something you're just going to find in, like, a little... Right. They're okay, not they're shiny. Some... They're not printed on, like, no. cardstock. They're legit. They're fine art, art. Like, elevated. Yeah. And that's what... Okay. And that's something, too, that I, like, feel like I need to clarify is, like, what I'm teaching in my course is how to make fine art prints. Yeah. Like, like this isn't, prints. like... Yeah. This is, like, beautiful quality. Like, and if you know anything about me, then you know that I paint small and I make very large prints out of them. So I'm getting excellent images out of, and files out of my small pieces yeah. to where I can make them 40 by 60. That's incredible. So like, it, you can't do that with just like a little no. dinky. You yeah, can't take a photo with your iPhone and do that. I've, I have had that question before. Yeah, no, you really can't. You can't. You can't. You can print a photo from your iPhone, but not it's not that, gonna be not like that. Yeah, yeah. it's not gonna be the highest quality. Which, again, stressing how important it is to get good images of your work right now, because even if you don't want or don't think you want to, you want to have the option later. I can't tell you how many times I've changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh, I agree. every decision I've ever made in my life, I'm like, I will never do that. And then, like, five months later, I'm like, like I wish of course I could do that. Yes. Oh, I 100% agree. Even your smallest paintings, do take photos. Get all the, get all the images. All oh, gosh. All right, Lorianne, this has been a delight. Thank you for nerding out on Prince with me. Yes. Any so final thoughts? Any? Oh. I hate um, you blasting um, that, so I'm so sorry for being, like, last, last parting words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, is there anything that we need to say, like, specifically about the I course? I think we've said this so many times, but this is, like, the last thing that I want to leave people with personally is give yourself the freedom to create and oh, yeah. and to have a thriving business. Like, you deserve to have a thriving art business. And a huge part of that for almost any successful artist that I know is diversification and prints are a phenomenal way to diversify they're easy yeah. they're beautiful they let your work be big they let your work be widespread around the globe and that's that's a lot for your hands to have to like do on their own so just let yeah. your work be big go for and it and i i a thousand percent agree with that and i would also add that obviously emily and i both think prints are the way to go to diversify yeah. an easy way. But also like it is, you can figure this out on your own if you want mm -hmm. to, but it's gonna take a ton of time. Yeah. Probably a lot of trial and error and wasting money because it's there's you're gonna flop quite a bit if you're anything like me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like that's why I made this course was to make it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. Because like I've got it all in a nice yeah. neat little package yes and you can get through it like in an afternoon or you can take your time but mm -hmm. literally i teach you everything yeah everything. if it were me going through this course as a total fresh to prince artist i would and the modules. you don't have to know anything fyi i want to throw that yes. out there i got that asked a lot they're like so can a beginner take it i'm like yes, yes. i teach you literally how to use the programs everything it's very it's very very clear 
I would skim the modules, skim, I would skim the modules just to see like, where am I headed? What should I be like progressing towards in my mind? Because I like to do things like in my head first and then practically do them. And then I would go nice and slow and just do them right next to Lorianne. Like as she's pushing a button, I'm pushing a button. As she's editing something, I'm editing something. And just like, you don't have to use you don't have to use wisdom that you haven't accessed yet because Lorianne's already done it for you and she can just take you through the totally. process really gently. And then you have the wisdom and you're good to go. Yep. And um, it's absolutely worth the time. It's worth the investment. It's worth believing in yourself and in your own creativity because I think that's often a bit of the fear people have is like, a little bit of hesitation about whether or not their work deserves this or whether or not they are ready for this. You are, and your work totally deserves this. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I, I have, I've heard the ejection many times mm. people just being like, I just don't know if like, if I can offer prints and I'm like, yes, yes, you can Yeah. just do it. Cause, because that could be a, like, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but like some people, like may not be ready to spend even $200 on a piece, but they can spend $45 on a print yep. because they love your work. And, mm -hmm. and like we kind of touched on it. Or, yeah. Like it's an introductory. Yeah. It's a, it's an affordable way for people to love and get a piece of your work. That's not going to break the bank. Yes. Yet. It I have happened. so many collectors. It, I, I often think of prints as like the, the gateway drug to my like original absolutely, work. Absolutely. I have yeah. so many collectors that bought a print and they love the print and they're in like in love with the quality of it. But then they're just like, I have to have an original next. I'm like, yeah, you do. It's coming. Yeah. That's coming for yeah. you. I can tell. So that's absolutely. always sweet too. I could feel like I could talk about this forever and ever, but I know. Not everyone wants to listen to me talk about it. Oh, but they do in the course. They want to listen to you forever. And then you can just you can just start back over. If you want to keep listening to you me, you just start over. over. That's true. I just keep talking. Lifetime access. You get to just yep. nourish yourself in it forever. Lifetime access. If the, if I have any updates, I will update the course. Like, and as I as questions come in, I have an FAQ section. Like I update that. So mm -hmm. like. I'm all about, like, I want you to have every single piece of information you can ever have. Yeah. And so, very, yeah. Very, very good. Very clear. Very thorough. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me, Lori. This is a wonderful conversation. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Huge thank you to Lorianne for joining me today. I love talking all things nerdy, all things art, all things print, and also, most importantly, sustainable creativity. I, I think you probably heard both of us mention this time and time again, but having a sustainable creative career is everything. I often tell people in the collective and in my course that if you don't make enough money to show up in the studio tomorrow, you can't show up in the studio tomorrow. It's as simple as that. You have to have a profitable career or else you can't continue this career. And as you heard, prints have been a huge part of that equation for me and for my studio. So check out the link below if you'd like to learn more about art to print. It is a phenomenal resource and I can't recommend it highly enough.
Also, if you are ready to grow your creative business, the collective opens for enrollment August 24th, which if you're listening to this on the day that the episode comes out is next Monday and it will be open until the end of the month, August 31st. And yes, we're in the month of August. I keep getting it confused, but yes, this is August 2020. This year, man, it's been been a different one, hasn't it? Learn more about the collective via the link below. Join us next week and get ready to watch your creative dreams become reality. This fall is going to look very different for all of us, and I know that this is going to be the perfect companion so that your dreams actually happen and don't just get, you know, washed over or brushed to the side as life gets weird and things, you know, they look different than they ever have before. Let me help you make your dreams profitable and sustainable and let your creativity actually take shape in the world this fall. Don't wait. We don't have time for waiting. It's very, very important that we take actionable steps that are pointed in the right direction, that are sustainable, that are actually going to move you forward and help your creativity to truly thrive. All right, join us in the collective. You can find a link below that will give you more info. It opens on Monday. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.